This is what has always captivated me about magic, the idea that we can create something that seems both real and impossible, that we could be two things at once without fully knowing which is material and which is a reflection. I want to get up from the bench, march back into the hospital and into Dr. Korsakoff's office. I want to demand that he do something. He's a doctor. Doctors are supposed to make you better, not tell you there's nothing they can do and then invite you to have your picture taken with foliage. But as I'm about to stand, I'm once again distracted by the swishing of the automatic doors. The man who was there before, the one the door sensor didn't recognize, has returned. This time the doors register his existence and swiftly part to allow his exit and he walks with confidence and vigor into the world. What happened to him inside? He must have a good doctor. The fight goes out of me. Of course, if there were anything Dr. Korsakoff could do, he would offer it. I lean back into the bench and look out at the street. It's a warm day. The sun is strong, not so much that I could cook an egg on the sidewalk, which I have never tried but enough to make the world seem cheerful and welcoming. The cars that drive by are clean and colorful, their drivers likely the sort of people who willingly let people pull in front of them and merge lanes with grace and optimism. If I'd known it would have led to this, I would never have gone to the doctor. I realize that wouldn't have changed anything. I didn't get sick because I went to the doctor. I only found out about it. Still, I wouldn't have ended up on this bench, unsure of where to go or what to do. It started innocuously. I was trying to unlock the door to my car, but the key wasn't working. No matter how much I tried, it wouldn't fit the lock. I looked around the parking lot of the grocery store, wondering if it was possible there was another green Chevrolet nearby. Then there was a woman standing behind me. Can I help you? My key doesn't seem to be working, I said. That's because this is my car. For some reason, instead of protesting, I stepped aside, and to my amazement she took a set of keys out of her purse and without resistance slid one into the lock and opened the door. She kept one eye on me as she slipped into the driver's seat and started the car. I stood, shocked, and watched as she pulled out of the parking spot and drove away. My ears hummed, and then I knew the problem was indeed that this had not been my car. I remembered that my car was in fact the blue Honda, four or five spots down. The more I thought about it, the more concerned I became. I had never owned a green Chevrolet. I knew this. How then was I to square this knowledge with the fact that I had a clear memory of pulling into the lot of the grocery store and parking that green Chevy? How was it I could feel the vinyl of the seats, hear it squeak as I eased out of it, hear the thud of the heavy door slamming shut behind me? There were other similar incidents, small things. I tried to dismiss them, but each time they came with a memory— a recollection that I knew to be false, 
but which seemed real. When I told my regular doctor about it, he looked at me as though I were lying. You mean you're remembering things that aren't true? Eventually, after numerous assessments that led nowhere, I was referred to Dr. Korsakoff. He ran a battery of tests. His office called me in for the results. And now here I am. Substance and illusion. Knowing which is which is difficult, maybe impossible. The audience in a magic act knows it's a trick. They don't believe the magician has magical powers, but they want to. They want the illusion to have substance, even if it's a substance that's unknowable to them. The job of the magician is to nurture this...